Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let me get into this topic here. I'm a bit under the weather, uh, fighting the, the, the flu or a cold or whatever the hell it is. I'm fighting all of them and drinking honey, I mean, tea with lemon and taking painkillers, all kind of stuff, right? Uh, very under the weather, but nevertheless, I said, you know what, let's just push ourselves today uh, and see what we can produce. It is Monday after all, and there are no excuses, right? So we decided to produce some content. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a bit hard uh, at first because it wasn't really any news. And then what happened? Um, periodically, I read through the comments from the people that comment on our channel, our viewers. Uh, and then I came across a comment that was uh, that was kind of, uh, uh, what is it? It was like a notification on Chrome. And it was from the poll we had published a day ago. And the poll had the following question. It said, should LeBron James just retire? Of that poll, 19,000 people voted. Of the 19,000 voters, 67% of them said yes, and 33% of them said no. And those are just the votes. In terms of comments, there were 1,138 comments. So people had a lot of different things to say. And these type of polls, whenever we publish them, you know, it gets people's blood boiling and they always want to talk about this, talk about that. But this particular comment that popped up had, I think it came from a LeBron fan, who was basically predicting the downfall of dreamers pro when lebron james retires so let me read this comment this part and it's a threat it's a long one it says if this man uh if this man retires a lot of content creators are going to suffer that's for damn sure um and then uh people started responding um one person said including this guy i laughed me i personally laughed i said you're damn right they will suffer um, another person said, uh, don't get me wrong, I enjoy his content for what it is, but let's be real. When LeBron retires, there's going to be decent void uh, and fresh content. Um, another person said, bro, you always talk about LeBron, right? And people just kept on going on. Uh, another person said, he talks about you and does, and you talk about him and you do 30 plus LeBron videos and, and the 30 plus LeBron videos you made the last week. I don't know how we produce 30 videos a week, but you got it. Whatever you say. Um, another person said, uh, real NBA fans are ready for the circus and facts. And they just kept on going on, right? If you go through the comments, a lot of these LeBron fans were saying, oh, it's going to be a wrap for your channel and all of that. Uh, and a lot of them are waiting for that. 
right? And I laugh at this. The reason I laugh at it because I know it's not true. I think that a lot of these guys, what they want is our channel to fail uh, because we don't always say uh, positive things about LeBron. I don't think they would have any issue with us uh, if we produced content where we twerked it up all, all, all over the place. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of content creators, especially in the independent space. They can do that. They can do it for four, five, six, seven, eight hours just producing content, twerking it up all over the place. I mean, that's what they do. They reach out, pour honey on the, they start rubbing honey on each other's tummies and, and, and twerking it up, knocking over drinks, you know, you know, slapping it up, shaking it down. They just do whatever it takes, uh, you know, for LeBron and, and, they, and they start gyrating. So I thought about it. Now I know it's total BS, but I said, okay, let me humor these guys, right? And they're going to be sitting in the comment section and they watching this show and they really, really believe it. Well, there's a very interesting feature on YouTube. If you go to a homepage of a channel uh, and you go to their video section, you click video tab. It's going to show their most latest releases. But then there's another tab that if you hit, it's called oldest. And there's another one called popular. And what they do is they rank the most popular videos on your channel in terms of views, right? So they start from your highest view videos all the way down. Now on our channel, on Dreamers Pro, I think we have 2,873 uh, videos, right? We have 2,873. So these guys believe in their hearts that um, if LeBron retires, it's going to really, really affect uh, our content and our ability to thrive. And you got to ask them a question. If that were true and we were making constantly making negative content about LeBron, why would we be growing? Wouldn't we wouldn't we not be growing? If, wouldn't us, would, would there be why should we be growing if we're always making negative? Content? Why would people subscribe? But nevertheless, they believe this. So what happened? I did a quick experiment. If you go there, there are four videos across um, the columns, not the columns, the rows. Uh, so there are four videos. And I started going through some of our videos to see of our most popular videos that we've ever produced on this channel. How many of them are LeBron videos? So out of the first 36 most popular videos on our channel, you can go look it up. It's right there. Um, there's only one LeBron video, meaning of the top 36 videos we have ever produced in the history of Dreamers Pro. There's one LeBron video. Out of the top 76 videos uh, that we produce in terms of most sex successful, there are two LeBron videos. Out of the top 100 best performing videos on Dreamers Pro, there are three LeBron videos. That's 3%. So LeBron videos make up 3% of the total videos of our top 100. Of our top 144 videos, there are four LeBron videos. Of our top 168 videos, there are five LeBron videos. I don't know. You can go look it up. And out of our top 200 videos, six of them are LeBron videos, which means that LeBron actually generate generated out of those top 200 videos. His videos were about 3% of the videos. 3%. If, if I'm getting my, my math right, if I'm mathing right, it's 3%. 3% of our top 200 videos. Um, and let's just say LeBron, but to be kind to you guys, let's just say his videos make up about 5%. On our channel, we have 80 million views. 80 million views. So if it's 5% or well, let's say if it's 5% of those 80 million, LeBron has accounted for 4 million views on our channel. Four. If you do the other videos, they're less videos. So I'll give you a better number. Let me say instead of 3%, I'm going to say 6%, 6.5%. So how do you explain that? Y'all are predicting the downfall of Dreamers Pro, but the content that we produce on LeBron um, doesn't really drive ratings like that the way these guys believe. 
Um, the videos that do well are videos where we push back on some of the nonsense that these guys produce, but we don't just talk about basketball. We talk about larger issues, larger topics, and those are the ones that do best. And it's the reason why the channel is always going to do, uh, do, uh, you know, continue to thrive. But for these guys to take it that far and feel that way, it shows that they're pretty desperate. Here's something else that I've noticed as well. For these guys that truly believe that LeBron gives them so many, like you can get a lot of views talking about LeBron. Do you know what else I've noticed? Do you know that even them, when they talk about LeBron, they themselves cannot get views? This is them talking, saying positive things about LeBron. They cannot get views. Do you, are you aware of this? There are only a few creators out there that actually get views from talking about LeBron. I'm not talking about Gil's Arena and all of those guys because all they do, all Gilbert Arena does is twerk it up all over the place for LeBron. He knows that. I texted him that recently. I just said, Gil, stop, stop, stop hating on MJ. I told him that. That's all they do. They twerk it up all over the place. But what well, Gil does. But that's what they believe. So it's hilarious when these guys say that because deep down I know that's what they're hoping for. They hope that, okay, when he retires, a lot of these content creators are going to go away. Because they're not going to be any views, which is a, which is which is preposterous to me. But that's what they think. So the experiment that I have for you guys is stick around because we know you're going to stick around. Let's see what happens when he retires. We're going to produce content around him, obviously, when he retires as part of the NBA. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. I'm not going to waste no time uh, uh, with this. As you guys know, and I've been saying it for the past God knows how long, Ben Simmons is the biggest time waster in the entire NBA. He, there's no one there's no one that's more ridiculous and despicable than Ben Simmons himself. There's no one, right? Ben Simmons has wasted everybody's time. Ben Simmons found a pretty interesting way to turn himself into a victim over the last few years after the debacle that took place with the Philadelphia 76ers when he went out there in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks and just totally wet the bed. It was an absolute disaster, and it was all by the doing of Ben Simmons. Yeah, they lost as a team, but Ben Simmons, was a, he, was, he was terrible, right? But nevertheless, instead of, instead, of, instead of looking in the mirror and owning up to the, to the role that he played, he went into a cocoon and turned into an absolute baby and said, I don't want to, I'm, I'm taking my lunchbox and I'm going home. I don't want to come to work anymore. I don't want to come to work anymore. You guys said something uh, that hurt my feelings. Ben Simmons leaves the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, he leaves the Philadelphia 76ers. He then moves on to go play with the Brooklyn Nets. When he got there, there was all of this speculation around him. If he was healthy, it was not. Very strange uh, story, right? But then we find out that Ben Simmons was injured. Then coming into this season, Ben Simmons tells us, oh, man, you know, guys, I'm in for, I'm in, I'm going to show you something amazing. I'm going to show you guys something really spectacular. What happens? In the six games that Ben Simmons play, has played this year, only six, Ben Simmons is scoring 6.5 points per game on 52% shooting. He's shooting 0% from the three. He's shooting 25% from the free throw line. He's getting you eight, uh, 10.8 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 2.5 turnovers, and 0.5 steals and 0.8 blocks. Ben Simmons, a player earning 30M plus 30M, uh, 30, 30 million plus, is scoring 6.5 points per game. Is that not the most ridiculous thing? And then what happens? Whenever you do see Ben Simmons, because he's been injured, you always see him on the sideline dressing like as if he's in Paris Fashion Week, which is something that absolutely irritates NBA fans. So this morning I was doing some research 
And I came across an article from EssentiallySports.com. So let me get into the article here. Laziest and most overpaid bench room are shameless. Fans show no remorse for Ben Simmons at the Laker game. It continues on November 6th with the last time Ben Simmons stepped on the court. The Brooklyn Nets forward has been uh, troubled with injuries ever since his controversial saga with the Philadelphia 76ers. As a net player, Simmons looked to have found his new identity. He approached the season with vigor, looking forward to playing as many games as he could. Sadly, lingering uh, back issues have limited him to only six games so far. The defensive point guard suffered a nerve uh, impingement in his lower back while facing the Milwaukee Bucks. The starlet was distraught. Back injuries hold such sensitivity that the process of recovery has to be careful. As of late November, Simmons and the Nets uh, and the Nets providing a rather disturbing update. There's still no timetable for Simmons' return. Tonight, as the Nets took on the Lakers, the former 76ers made an, uh, 76ers made an appearance. However, NBA fans uh, the NBA fan base was unforgiving towards him. One person said, um, attention, we have Ben Simmons, the laziest and most overpaid bench warmer of the NBA. His wealth uh, info is in the comment section. It is ridiculous. This loser should be fined for sitting or just fire his arse. <laughs> ben Simmons is taking advantage of the NBA union. Another person, look at, look at this Kardashian. Another person, does Ben Simmons even play uh, basketball anymore? Another person, how has Ben Simmons managed to remain relevant? Why is he discussed so frequently? He's 27 years old. When he manages to play, he's a 7-7-7 seven, seven, and seven, uh, player. Another person said Ben Simmons is not serious. That's Ben Simmons for you in a nutshell. That is Ben Simmons for you uh, in a nutshell. What do we say? I think that, listen, um, obviously injuries occur. Obviously they occur. But the fact of the matter, the, uh, the fact of the matter is this: besides the injuries, because these things can happen. They can happen. To, they happen to players all the time. They happen to Paul George. <laughs> Excuse me. They happen, they happen to Kawhi Leonard. They happen to Alonzo Ball. They happen to various players. But that does not mean that their productivity, when they are available, is absolutely uh, deplorable. In the case of Ben Simmons, that is the case. He has horrendous statistics and some of his apologists have now tried they, they, i mean the bar has been lowered so low that they're now talking about well all you really need him to do is set set screens roll to the basket and pass the ball and run the fast break and push the pay that's all you really need him to do it is for a guy earning over 30 million dollars a year the fact of the matter is ben simmons is not serious he's never been serious uh, and he has not improved over the course of his career that's the bloody problem he's not serious if you look at Ben Simmons' game, he has the exact same basketball game that he came into the NBA with that he still has today. The exact same game. How many years has Ben Simmons been um, a pro? Let me see. Ben Simmons has been a pro for one, two, three, four, five, six years. Six years. And he's been essentially the best player, uh, uh, the same player. And over that period, after 2019-20, he's been regressing. He's been regressing. But nevertheless... He still finds the energy to dress up, look fly, and then sit on the sideline, blinged out, trying to look fly for the honeys. And NBA fans have lost all patience with him. Ben Simmons got away with the bag. He got away with the bag. He is not serious. He is Ben Simmons should never be taken seriously. When he was coming into this NBA season, he was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to show you guys. I'm a change man. I'm going to improve this and improve that. We were like, okay, okay, Ben. Okay, great, good. We'll wait till the game starts. And what happened? He did absolutely nothing. 
So to me, man, I think uh, Ben Simmons deserves everything that he gets. The guy's not serious. And he has not maximized his talent. He is not. He's used the NBA for a ride. He's, he's got his money. And now he's just coasting. He's not doing anything. Because if he was doing something, you would see an improvement in his game. Some people are saying he's been injured. But even in the years he wasn't injured, he was not expanding his game. He was not expanding his game. It, it got so pathetic that some Ben Simmons supporters were like, well, why would you need to shoot? Why would you need to space the floor? It's like, don't you want to be the best player you can be? Don't you want to expand your game to have a wide arsenal of, of shots and all? Wouldn't you want to do that? But in these guys' mind, they're like, no, 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 no. Just master a few things and you don't need to improve. You don't need to have a nice outside shot. You don't need to be able to space the floor in this NBA. People on this, these guys are on drugs. NBA teams average about 34 to 36 three-point shots a game. Ben Simmons shoots zero. So even from that standpoint, he is a total liability. Because the question that becomes, when he doesn't have the ball in his hand, what is his utility apart from setting screens? Nothing. 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 So this is Ben Simmons for you. The laziest, biggest time waster in the entire NBA. And I ain't got no sympathy for his ass. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, let me get into this topic here. I'm dealing with a cold uh, under the weather, trying not to exert too much energy here, but hey, uh, let's give it a shot. As you guys know, um, ever since Shannon Sharp left Undisputed, uh, they've been on a downward spiral. I was even looking at some of their views on their YouTube channel. They don't even get the same views that they used to get. Skip Bayless's show is a non-factor. It does absolutely nothing. But then when you think about, for example, Shannon Sharp, his former co-host, Shannon, ever since his departure from Undisputed, has gone on to thrive. He's probably in the top three biggest names in sports media right now. It's him. Uh, Pat McAfee and then Stephen A. Smith in the independent space is him and Pat McAfee, not Stephen A. Smith. Shannon Sharp just finished having the second most watched interview in the history of YouTube. It has over 50 million views. The entire interview has about 100 million views in aggregate. That's if you compile all of the clips. It's, in it's insane, right? So he's been experiencing amazing success, but it hasn't just been off of YouTube. It's been uh, as well when he's been on television. Whenever he goes on, undisp uh, on ESPN First Take, you can see a noticeable spike in the viewership uh, numbers whenever he's there. And if you look at the numbers from FS1, they have been on a steady decline to the point where nobody really even talks about FS1. So what happened? Uh, this morning, excuse me, this evening, I was doing some research and I came across an article from thesun.com. And the article had the following headline. It said, blowing up FS1 and ESPN and major ratings boost as numbers are revealed in huge boost for, uh, what is it, for first take and Stephen A. Smith. This article was published on January uh, 22nd. So this article was published today. So let me continue on with the article. It says, the NFL playoffs have been skyrocketing viewership of sports talk last week. After the shocking wildcard loss by the Dallas Cowboys, ESPN saw record viewership for its talk shows. GetUp averaged 979,000 viewers while, ES uh, while First Day came in at a record 1.5, uh, 1.6 million views the previous record for get up was 730,000 viewers on january 3rd 2023 and first take was 918,000 on january 17th 2022 both shows 
We're on the way up at the end of 2023 with GetUp averaging 467,000 viewers in November and 449,000 viewers in December. Those were the best two months ever. First Take finished with 606, 611,000 average viewers in December, its second best month ever and 17th straight month of growth for the show, which is incredible. GetUp saw a 69% increase in viewership in 2023, while First Take more than doubled his viewers. Pat McAfee enjoyed the ratings rise as well. After First Take's uh, record-setting show, the Pat McAfee show averaged a new record of 811,000 viewers on ESPN2. Uh, 2 p.m. slot. This show averaged 946,000 viewers across ESPN, YouTube, and ESPN+. ESPN wasn't the only network pulling in big numbers, though. Fox Bowl also saw their numbers explode during the NFL. The Herd averaged 316,000. Uh, and after the Cowboys' loss, Undisputed averaged 267,000. You heard what they had to say. Now, a boom for ES for Undisputed is 267,000, whereas on ESPN First Take is 1.5 million. ESPN First Take is totally crushing Undisputed, and it's not even funny. You got to think about this. They let go of Shannon Sharp. They brought on an ensemble cast. And with all of these people, they, are, they have yet to find a way to even come close to the viewership numbers of ESPN First Take. It is that crazy. And I think a major part of that is, the, is Shannon Sharp. Also, Stephen A. Smith plays a major role because they have a well-oiled machine. Uh, they have a rotating cast. Um, various people have different views. Um, the personality, the personalities that they're bringing, on, I believe, are more interesting uh, than the panel that they bring on an Undisputed. On Undisputed, you have Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, Little Wayne, uh, um, uh, Michael Irvin, and a few others. Well, ESPN First Take, you got Stephen A. Smith, you got Shannon Sharp, you got Chris Mad Dog Russo, you got Kendrick Perkins, you have J.J. Reddick, you have uh, uh, um, Jay Williams, and so many other people. And whenever they come on. They always have interesting views. So what are my thoughts moving forward? I think this trend is going to continue to trend in that direction. I think ESPN is going to, ESPN, these shows are going to continue to dominate FS1. And I'm going to repeat what I said before, and I'm going to say it again. I think one of the biggest mistakes that FS1 did was letting go of Shannon Sharp. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. You got to find a way to keep a talent like that. You just have to. You just have to. And I reproduced the show uh, less than a month ago. Where we posed the question is, was uh, Skibelis holding back Shannon Sharp? Well, clearly that's what the numbers say. Because what he's doing on ESPN and in the independent space is absolutely unheard of. Unheard of. Unheard of. So to me, man, I think ESPN has a lot of, I mean, uh, FS1 has a lot of work to do. Um, Skibelis, for whatever reason, is not resonating the way he used to resonate before. Um, and I think that they're going to continue to struggle against these views. Because I don't see, I mean, ESPN had the 17th consecutive month of growth. That's that's unheard of. You're talking about a year, a year plus of consecutive growth. That's incredible. So to me, man, um, uh, no, no big surprise here. I think you're going to see more of, that, more of that this year. And I think that you're going to see these guys on these shows, brands, continue to expand. I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith, uh, J.J. Reddick, Shannon Sharp, and all of them. And I think that FS1 is going to have, they're going to have to have, they're going to have some struggles until they figure something out. So these are my thoughts. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.